Hello, and welcome to the Live, Lead, Succeed podcast, where you'll be inspired to become the best version of yourself, overcome limiting mindsets, and grow into the leader of excellence you were called to be. Here's your leadership and lifestyle coach and guide, Stacy Barlow-Hill. All right, we are live. Welcome, welcome. This is our Tuesday talk. I'm Stacey Barlow-Hill, your leadership and lifestyle coach, helping you to become the best version of yourself and lead successfully. I am so excited to have with me today, Stephanie Smith. Um, if you all have seen um, the caption um, for the video, um, Stephanie has several businesses. She is a um, multi-passionate, multi-faceted um, business owner, entrepreneur. Um, she started her fashion design business around the age of 28. Um, she is currently a top 1% Etsy seller, a YouTube creator, um, and a partner in a faith-based business coaching program, helping others to gain clarity and follow their dreams and create the path that gets them there. So she is my people. I am so excited to have her with us today. I know that we're going to have um, a wonderful conversation. So Stephanie, welcome. Welcome to Live, Lead, Succeed. Well, hello, Stacy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes, absolutely. So I, I gave the, um, the text um, bio of you, but why don't you tell everyone a little bit about you? Sure. So hello, everybody. I'm so grateful that you are here listening in. Um, so yeah, I am a mom, just like most of you. I'm a wife and I am a business owner and leader um, in the business world. So I started out uh, at the age of 28. Oh, let's go back to 28. Of course, obviously, I had a life before that, but we won't go that far. Um, so I started out uh, my own business as a fashion designer. I literally opened up the doors and said, I'm going to open up a clothing store after I graduated from, uh, have two degrees, one in accounting, one in fashion desi design. And I worked in several other uh, industries before I started opening up my clothing, my first clothing store. And it was quite a ride. I opened up multiple locations. I had a, several stores in Florida, one in California with a partner. Um, and then, uh, you know, over the years, it just really was such a blessing. I was able to become this entrepreneur that I always dreamed about and design clothes uh, for, you know, it was like I did a lot of different unique clothes, you know, everything from fitness wear to dresses, uh, you name it. And I've had just amazing experiences uh, over this course of 25 years in being business. But for the past, uh, I'd say about two years now, two to three years, I started diving into the online space. And I started as a YouTube creator, not really knowing much. I just kind of said, I'm going to be, uh, you know, YouTube, I'm going to start a YouTube channel. And uh, so I did with no subscribers, nothing. And then I grew that channel to, uh, it's about, about 4,000 subscribers. But last year I hit over 1.1 million minutes watched on that small channel. So 
you know, it's just been so many different avenues I've taken. And now I just love uh, coaching other women because I've, I've run multiple businesses now online and I love uh, helping women get to the point where they know that they can actually start and grow their own businesses from scratch because this is exactly what I do. And um, it really just, it, it just gives me so much joy to know that uh, there's a lot of people struggling and I can actually be the one to go and help them see that they don't have to be living in the struggle. They can make things happen. Absolutely. Um, Stephanie, do you still have your, the fashion? I do. It's yeah. on, I know it's online, but you don't have any more uh, storefronts? No more. Yeah, after COVID, and that's like a whole nother, you know, we can go back pre-COVID or and yeah. uh, yeah. um, well, everyone's world has dramatically changed. Um, and I think for some people, for the worse, and this is where I've had a big shift in what's happening with my business and the future for what I see where I'm at. Um, and so, yeah, no more retail stores, but I do have my online and I also have lots of clients and they call me, they're like, Stephanie, I'm going to on vacation, you know, finally we can get out and I need, yes. I need some dresses. So I have lots of clients just calling me up and, and I, I've been working that way, which is great because there's not this hefty overhead of having mm -hmm. the retail board. Yeah. And I mean, I think. Um, for some businesses, one of the nice things that came out of COVID was moving online now allows you to reach so many more people um, versus I'm sure your store lo storefront location. I don't know if you had any um, of your items online, but being online now you're like accessible to the world yeah. um, through that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I mean, it opens up a whole new world for I mean, basically anyone who wants to start a business now, if they have the right steps just to take those steps and go for it, they can be successful with the right mentors and coaches, I believe. Otherwise, it'll just take you years and years to figure it out. Like, you know, some of the things that I went through in my um, career in business. <laughs> Absolutely. And how was that that pivoting process? Because we saw so many businesses during this time, myself included, that um probably broke down for um <laughs> a few weeks few days few months oh, whatever yeah. it was for you for me it was a few weeks <laughs> and yeah. then I, I put my my big girl pants back on and, and shifted and, and figured it out um but how how was that transition process for you well you know it's funny i was starting to sell my online courses um my first course that i created was an etsy course showing because uh I, as you had mentioned i'm a one top one percent etsy seller one of my um, side hustles, I call them, because it's not it, it's not what I do full time. Even though I still have created a nice little side hustle income, but I was uh, creating. I created this course. I had my first round of students. They were starting to get results. Um, I started to automate it, which was amazing. And then all of a sudden, everything stopped. And I, just like everybody else, we just we just stopped. We didn't know what to do. This has never happened before. And I was ready, mm -hmm. literally, to give up like to just stop. And I don't know what came over me. That is not me. That is yeah. not me at all. But I yeah. think we just were so paralyzed with the uncertainty of what was going to happen every, you know, every day it was something different. Wear masks, don't wear masks, you know, do this, don't do this. And yeah. I think we all just had to stop for a minute and not even think about business. Think about our fellow man, think about our families. How are we going to even survive? So it was um, about 
probably three or four weeks into the pandemic. And all of a sudden I get an email from Etsy um, to its seller saying, if anyone knows how to make masks, we need in the pandemic. We're getting massive amount of um, requests for masks. Now, me being a fashion designer with a team, guess what? I started mm-hmm. those masks. Yeah. But not only that, it went crazy, absolutely nuts. I could not keep anything in stock because people weren't prepared. There was not enough inventory. I was selling thousands and thousands of masks. I couldn't even produce it with my small team. Um, I, even mm-hmm. myself, I had to get up and start sewing up until the until the to the two wee hours of the morning. But then I also did a video on YouTube um, about how to make a mask. I said, well, people can make a mask. And that mm-hmm. you, that went viral. I now have like 316,000 views, I think it is, on that one wow. video. So why, mm-hmm. you know, instead of crawling under the bed and saying, what's going to happen? The sky is falling. I just took one step in front and saw what the opportunity was, and it wasn't an opportunity to like say, hey, I can make money, but like, hey, how can I just keep moving forward, help people, you know, keep supporting my family. And when you have that attitude, everything just continues to open up. Absolutely. I love that. And I think that that story just kind of encompasses like the heart of a true entrepreneur. Like, I think that like (laughs) entrepreneurism is like so much in us, like those of us that just, (laughs) it's, it's a crazy, like, it's a crazy, like, um, um, I don't even know what the right word is gifts to have, but like, if you have it, like you understand, like (laughs) you just (laughs) when you're in the middle of the night at two o'clock in the morning and people, and you're thinking about businesses in your head, you know yes. that you're an entrepreneur, right? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. And being able to take that lemon and just turn that into lemonade is just amazing. And then I'm sure there were so many um, trickle down effects that happened from that. Like I'm sure your video oh. went viral, you got the mask and then from the mask, it probably oh, expanded your business yeah. or other opportunities came. It was and crazy. It's yeah, crazy. it was crazy to have yeah. um, a company out in, in LA say we want to use your part of your mask video on a national YouTube commercial. We're going to pay you a thousand dollars to use like three seconds of your video. And at first I thought it was like, I'm like, what, you know, and it was absolutely came to fruition. So not only that, here I am connected with this company. So yeah, it's the trickle effect. Then I started creating more courses because my, my students were ready for more. So I created another course. People were working from home. Etsy was the perfect platform. Then I started creating other uh, online courses. So basically in the past year, I've created seven online courses. Wow. That's awesome. Yes. That's yeah. awesome. I wouldn't recommend this if you're listening. Don't do what I'm doing now. <laughs> because I've learned the how to focus and I can get things done. But it, for a lot of people, that is just not the right strategy. Do one and then go yes. one course. So don't do what I do. <laughs> I'll say do as I say, not as I yeah. do. Huh? <laughs> awesome. Well, Stephanie, what led you into um, your coaching? Tell us a little bit about that and who you serve and how you help those clients sure so I have always actually loved I could say just listening helping mentoring all of my clients in my fashion design business we would there was times I was crying and there was times that we were praying there was times you name it I've had every experience under the sun 
And uh, I just do believe it's, you know, our calling should be first to honor God and to serve God and one another. So, um, you know, with your gifts and talents. And for me, it's just been this push. I always find myself kind of mentoring and ministering to people in the marketplace. And that's really where my heart is right now. But um, what happened is when I started that YouTube channel with zero subscribers, mind you, for months, I had nobody. I had no one in my circle. Just a few years ago as Business Chic Mama, I started this from scratch. I did not include any of my friends or family. I just wanted to start this from kind of scratch on the side. And then as I started to do my one upload of YouTube every single week over month, over month, over month, I started to gain traction. And all of a sudden people were asking me questions. And then I was getting, I, I started a Facebook group and then the Facebook group wanted more. And, and I just realized that there was a need to mentor because, you know, even though I don't know it all, being in business for 25 years has taught me a lot. And I know that I have something to offer to uh, the marketplace. And that's where this transition started happening. And I absolutely love working with those women, especially who are the ones that know that they are destined for something greater, but they mm -hmm. just need that clarity or that push. And, and uh, you know, the success that some of my students have achieved are the ones that are really are so driven and so focused. Yeah. And the ones that will actually listen to the coaching and that's who really I work with currently is because um, I realize that not everybody really says, you know, they say they want it, but then when they realize there is work to do, they kind of just, yeah. you know, they go on to something else that seems easier. And I actually help those women push through that hurdle. And that's where my specialty is. Absolutely. Um, and I know, so Stephanie and I actually kind of met through um, different coaching programs and groups and things like that. So how important would you say, because people look at us as coaches sometimes and think that um, we have all the answers or we don't necessarily invest in coaching in ourselves, And that's just not true. Like we, we both have coaches and have been through coaching programs and have spent <laughs> tons yeah. of money um, to be able to have the experience and an ongoing education. So how important um, do you feel it is um, to have a coach and even as a coach to have a coach? Yeah, we all have blind spots. So if, um, you know, for me personally, when I first invested in now, of course, you know, investing in a fashion business is completely different. I didn't have a mentor uh, in my fashion business, believe it or not. I really didn't even know about mentors. I just kind of just did what I wanted to do. I did work for her designer and she was really my mentor. But then after that, I ran her business for a while and then I went on my own and um, I didn't have a coach. It wasn't until I started the online business that I knew that I needed to start investing in knowledge and, and, and also courses that would teach me and train me, even though I love figuring things out myself. I did that for a while and it was just feeling so confusing. And I did now that we know as coaches, don't do this right now, do this, right? I didn't know that before I started a blog, I started my YouTube channel. I thought I had to have like the perfect website, all the things that we think we need that we really don't need. So now I can start a business in 30 days and get paying clients. Like if I'm starting a program or a course, I know how to do it without a website. I can do it with a simple landing page, a few emails and uh, boom, 
So there's a lot of misconceptions that, you know, you need coaching just to like help you in a certain area, but it's really about the accountability, the, the teaching, the learning, also knowing that you're investing so people can also invest in you as well. Um, mm -hmm. It's really important to uh, continue your education and even free. I mean, I'm not saying I've invested tens of thousands of dollars in coaching and programs, but I still consume free content, but I definitely take, I don't take it with a grain of salt. I get what I need to get out of it. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. some people don't value free content because they've never paid for anything before, but you can mm -hmm. value free content when you have paid no and sifting through the good stuff and the bad stuff. Yeah, that's very true. Absolutely. Um, why don't you tell us maybe about some of your um, the challenges that you face kind of getting to where you are? Um, a lot of times, like I said, people will kind of see where you are today, but not quite understand the struggle or maybe some things behind the scenes that were going on um, that posed those challenges um, for you to be able to get to where you are. Would you like to share any of those? Oh, yeah. The struggle is real, guys. So if any of you are out there listening and saying, wow, I'm looking at this entrepreneur and I just, I can't believe, look at the life she or he has. And we have this vision of just perfection and it, it is so false. It is so untrue. Um, there is not one entrepreneur that does not struggle, if not on an, a somewhere on a daily basis. Maybe it's, it might be for like 30 seconds. It might be for two hours, but there is a constant struggle in entrepreneurship. And I think when you come to terms with the fact that entrepreneurship, and I heard it once saying in this high, high end coaching program, there's pain in entrepreneurship. If you don't want to experience pain, then get out. And it's not to scare any of you. Amen. Guys. <laughs> it's not to scare any of you guys who are listening, but I like to share the truth um, about entrepreneurship that it is such an amazing way of life. It's an amazing way to earn a living, help uh, one another, uh, help people achieve their dreams. But there's a constant, um, you know, there's a constant, I don't want to say always a struggle, but there's constant um, like a pressure to, okay, now I've achieved this and now what's the next level? There's always going to be a next level because when you come complacent, you're actually going backwards. So it's a constant evolution of growing. And once you understand that, you're like, okay, so today I'm just growing. If I'm having a setback, if my um, something happens and for my tech all just forget about it, just unravels, okay, this is my setback. What do I need to do to overcome this? So um, I think it's just important to just understand that there will be those trials. It will never be perfect. And when you know what you're doing, then things come really so much easier to because you know exactly how to troubleshoot and then just move on. Mm -hmm. What would you say to those people? So I... I call myself like a recovering perfectionist. So those people that feel like <laughs> you need yeah. to have everything perfect, you have to have everything look right and be right, and you have to have all of the knowledge and everything before you put your idea or your business out there. What would you say to those people? Yeah, well, that's actually, Stacy. the fact that you mentioned that, do you believe that this is one of the biggest issues when I see when people come to me for coaching is, this is probably one of the number one issues that they struggle with perfectionism. And mm -hmm. it takes a while to break this really nasty, I call it a stronghold. 
And what happens is with perfectionism, there is no perfect. So what happens is you're constantly striving for something that will never happen. So you're losing time. You're losing, um, you know, losing the ability to reach people that you need to reach because of your own perfectionism, which really ideally is you centering yourself around you. And I know it's hard to say that as a coach because we want we we're not selfish we're givers but think about this if you're a giver and you're willing to put the information out there but wait it's a reflection of me so i have to put it out perfect so where's the focus the focus goes back on mm -hmm. us so Absolutely. the good thing about what i one of the gifts i have is that i can take messy action and i realized after uh, one time i was on a real, I mean, I'm talking a really super high-end coach's uh, website. I think he charges 100 grand for his coaching, and he was doing a pop-up uh, website, you know, for teaching. And there was misspellings and pronunciation. Everything was messed up on this website. I couldn't believe the landing page. And I said, proof that the ones, the people that are actually just moving forward with the messy action are the ones that are going to be put in front of the people that are going to get the results. And so I always share that story because that is one of the things that is a big stronghold with most people. So don't feel bad if you're listening and that's you. Um, learn how to just take action. That is, you know, you're proud of your work. It's not maybe your best work, but you will refine it later as you move forward. Absolutely. Um, Stephanie, I know that uh, one thing that we share in common is our faith. And um, I talk on this platform a lot um, about not being afraid um, to acknowledge your faith. And um, that was something that um, I kind of struggled with in earlier years. Not that I was afraid to talk about it, but um, not so much with my coaching, but with my event company, um, because it was you know, it's not politically correct and you don't want to offend anybody. Yeah. And I wasn't necessarily the face of that company. So I didn't have to necessarily um, worry about that as much. But as a coach, it's inauthentic to me to not talk about it or express it because it's so much of who I am and coaching. Um, you kind of have to sell yourself because people have to be able to connect with you and to resonate with you. And I found that it was hard for me to coach someone um, without expressing my faith or without involving faith in the process. Um, so I would love to hear um, some of your thoughts on that and, and how you um, incorporate your faith into your business. Yeah, this is such a great uh, area of discussion because it's really multifaceted. We can go into so many directions. But um, just in the past, I'd say probably six months since COVID hit. And, you know, I think what is happening, there's this big surge of spirituality right now and questioning and uh, people are feeling insecure with all the, you know, the deaths and the uncertainty of what this pandemic is right now and what is going to be happening in the future has, you know, forced everybody to really look towards spirituality. And, you know, I was brought up Catholic, but now I am a Christian, just, you know, non-denominational. Um, thank God the Lord has really um, revealed himself to me, you know, not to be praying to the statues. Now, uh, I am not bashing any, you know, any particular religion. But for me, I knew it was not right. It was not following the Ten Commandments. And, um, you know, I would say, like, in my fashion business, I, I was in a primarily Jewish 
uh, one of my stores, my la my latest store was in a primarily Jewish area. And um, this is Boca Raton, Florida in near Boca Raton, Florida. You may have heard, you know, oh, the Boca Babes, right? That's that's what they that's what they're known as the Boca Babes. But, but here's the thing. Um, I always wanted to present the opportunity now as a business owner. I had the right to do that. If you're working for someone else, you know, obviously you have to really choose wisely because, you know, it could be meaning your job. Um, so, uh, for me, I had the opportunity to do, you know, to speak my faith. And it was so funny because the more that I was open to almost every day saying, God, who do you want to bring in my store today who I can, um, share the gospel, the more people came in, the more people were, re were receptive. And then I would even have like a guy walk in and say, wow, this store, I don't know what it is. It feels really good. And then I'd say, that's the Holy Spirit. And they're like, well, what's yeah. the Holy Spirit? And it would start to open up conversation. And in a way where I felt that I just always had to listen to the Spirit telling me, God, do I just keep quiet? Do I speak? Um, when do I go? Because I can go on and on and on because I get very passionate about my faith. And uh, when to stop. But there was some, some absolute miracles of uh, what I was able to witness to the Jewish community in my store. So I was not afraid. I'm even bolder now, but I always do it with grace, with prayer, and just really being cognizant of the fact that um, we know something that people don't know. So this, it's, it's, they don't understand sometimes when we speak spiritual yeah. words to them. So we have to kind of go, you know, like uh, the Apostle Paul said, give them milk because they're not ready for solid food. So you have to really listen, listen and see the opportunity. And if the opportunity presents itself, then you go forward. And of course, you know, I think the Bible had said I was reading a scripture, um, you know, be as shrewd, as, you know, be as bad, be as what scripture is this? Um, be as shrewd as uh, I forgot which animal it was, but and then also as um, like almost like as calm as a dove. Like so you have to have mm -hmm. a balance because I really believe, and I just started a new club on Clubhouse. If you're listening and you want to join me, it's called the Great Commission. You can follow me at the Steph Smith, and we've been having amazing conversations just about this topic. And uh, we have pastors in there and, uh, you know, business owners. We just started. It's a small group, but it's growing. And it's just about that, how to share your faith during these times where everything is being censored, prayer is being blocked. Um, but remember, if you're trusting in the Lord 110%, he's going to provide the increase, but we have to be the instrument. Absolutely. I love that so much. Yeah, I just, you know, it's when it's so much in you, it, it's hard to not <laughs> let it out of you. It's polite. Um, yeah. There's a um, a gospel song by Kirk Franklin, and, and it, um, he, he says that you may be the only Jesus that someone sees. Yeah. Um, people, you know, that people don't always go to church. They don't always read the Bible. They're not even around people that have religion um, or spirituality, and not so much religion, but spirituality in them. Um, so sometimes your kind words, your mannerism, that energy that you have in your place of business when they walk in that lets them know that this there's something different about this. There's something different about you. There's something different about the way that you handle your clients and that the way that you run their business, they might not be able to pick 
pinpoint what it is, but you're able to show Jesus. You're able to show God's love through your actions and, and the way that you treat people and the way that you treat them. So I think that's so important. So thank you so much for sharing that. Um, yeah. We are almost out of time. So I think I want to end with um, maybe what has been one of your biggest life lessons up to this point? Uh, gosh, so many life lessons. Boy, <laughs> um, <laughs> I do right now. I have uh, I have a high functioning autistic daughter that I'm homeschooling. And, you know, for the first when when she was born, she never really I mean, she you probably wouldn't know if you saw her, you'd be like, oh, she just looks maybe a little bit hyper. But because you know, she has like comorbid, she has ADHD, you name it, all the other things mm -hmm. that go with it. But, you know, at first I was just wanted her to be quote unquote normal. But what is normal? Right. And I used to fight that. And I just wanted to have like a conversation with her that like a typical mom and daughter would have. And that just, you know, didn't happen. Thank God now she's 11 and she's really coming to her own. And there's some just amazing things about this child. She's so bright and she has a lot of joy in her. She has a lot of struggles that we go through. So for me, balancing. Um, you know, really accepting her for who she is and her potential instead of who I want her to be. That has been my biggest, um, I could say, like, you know, awareness, like coming to an awareness that I wasn't even do. I didn't even realize I was doing it. And it's not that I don't love her dearly. It's just that I had to really let her let her be and let her fly with her own, you know, unique characteristics that God, um, you know, has given her. And, you know, creating um, businesses along the way um, has been, it's not, I'm not going to say it has not been challenging at times. There's times I had to go into the garage to film my YouTube videos because, and my courses, because we have a three-story home and it's very echoey that there's high ceilings. So she hears everything. She's like, mom, what are you doing? What are you doing? So there's times where this was getting in, the, you know, like it was like a struggle. So no matter what the struggle is, always be on the guard of your thoughts about your struggles. It's when you can start so you suffer from anxiety as well. But that has been, thank God, healed in Jesus name. But that's a whole nother topic, maybe for another podcast. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just realizing that uh, take control, you know, keep like the Bible says, take every thought captive so we can, you know, once we realize we're thinking something, we can automatically switch it and automatically turn it into the good, into the positive, into the light of what, you know, instead of that dark downward spiral that we can end up in. So we can just shift that, you know, immediately when we recognize it. Absolutely. That's wonderful. Um, we are going to continue our conversation with Stephanie in our successful Soul Circle group. So if you are not yet a member of that, I need you to join that. I will provide the links for that. Um, her talk will be live um, right after this, but it will also be housed in the online classroom for the members um, of that group. Um, Stephanie is going to be speaking on growth and challenge tips for my multifaceted business owner. She has so many um, gems to share and um, um, just life lessons. And I know that you all um, are going to be blessed by this and to get something out of it. So Stephanie, um, thank you for being with us so much today. I appreciate you. Um, before we sign off, I would love for you to just tell people how they can reach you um, and how they can work with you. Sure. So I'm on the web at businesschicmama.com. Uh, you can find me either on my website. Uh, a lot of my 
I do have, you know, Instagram and, but I am in different multiple uh, businesses. So you can just reach out to me at support at businesschicmama.com. Let me know how I can help you because as again, I could uh, help you start an, an e-commerce store. I can help you start your online coaching business. Um, these are the things that I've done and that I help a lot of my students with. So um, whether it's an Etsy shop, an Amazon shop, I've done it. So uh, just feel free to reach out to me. And thank you so much, Stacy, for having me. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much, Stephanie. All right. We're going to carry on our conversation in the Successful Soul Circle, and we will see you all soon. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Live, Lead, Succeed podcast. We hope that you were inspired and encouraged to reach just a little bit higher today. Remember, you've got this and we're rooting for you.